Luke chapter 17, 7 to 10. Luke 17, 10, 7 to 10. Jesus said to his disciples, Which of you with a servant plowing or minding sheep would say to him when he returned from the fields, Come and have your meal immediately? Would he not be more likely to say, Get my supper laid, make yourself tidy, and wait on me while I eat and drink? You can eat and drink yourself afterwards. Must he be grateful to the servant for doing what he was told? So with you, when you have done all you have been told to do, say, we are merely servants, we have done no more than our duty. So you, when you have done all you have been told to do, say, we are merely servants, we have done no more than our duty. Beloved in Christ, Jesus today is teaching us division of labor. In fact, it's actually St. Paul in the first reading, but Jesus somehow points to division of labor also in the gospel. He makes us understand in this parable, so to speak, which of you with a servant plowing or minding sheep would say to him when he returned from the first. In other words, the duty of this servant here is to plow and to take care of the sheep. And he goes on to say, that same servant, the, the duty of that servant also is to set the table and make the food or the supper of the master ready when he returns from his trip. So the servant in the gospel has been assigned some duties. So there is division of labor in that, in that man's house. So that servant has a duty to perform. That servant has specific assignments to perform. And that is what division of labor is all about. Division of labor. Where tasks are divided among individuals for specific reasons for each one to carry out his or her specific duty. And we see that very clearly in the gospel, uh, in the first reading. St. Paul is talking about order in the church. You know, as at, um, even yesterday, in the first reading of yesterday, he talks about how the church should be organized. Today he is dividing the labor in the church somehow, so to speak. So there is division of labor in the church. St. Paul is dividing the tasks among the various categories of people in the church. And he expects each one of us for the smooth running of the Christian community and for the Christian community to be one that will be able to draw people closer to Christ. Then we all must play our roles very, very well. Each one of us must carry out our, duty, our, our duties very, very effectively. That is what Jesus meant when he says, 
our response after doing all we are supposed to do, we are to say, we have done no more than our duty. We are merely servants. And beloved in Christ, all of us in the house of God, all of us are servants of God. All of us are servants of God. You know, the Pope is what? The servant of the servants of God. The Pope is the servant of the servants of God. So we are all servants in the house of God. And so St. Paul categorizes us, he puts us into categories or groups and divides the labor. So division of labor in the church. He categorizes us into older men, older women, younger men, and younger women. These are the categories St. Paul puts us in, in the house of God. And that is the division of labor he has given us in this first reading. So he, he, he spells out our tasks and our duties. Whether we are older men, we are younger men, we are older women, or we are younger women. In the church, we all have a role to play. So let us pay attention and go over the first reading again carefully. And we will all see our roles spelled out to us. Our roles clearly defined for each one of us. St. Paul writes to Timothy and to Titus. Titus chapter 2 verse 1 to 8 and then from 11 to 14. He says, It is for you to preach the behavior which goes with healthy doctrine. The older men should be reserved dignified, moderate, sound in faith, and love, and constancy. So for Titus, St. Paul says his duty is to preach sound doctrine. His duty as a preacher is to preach sound doctrine. And this refers to all preachers in the body of Christ. We are to preach sound doctrine, correct doctrine. Doctrine that is in the mind of God, that is according to the mind of God and his church. He says, older men should be reserved, they should be dignified, they should be moderate and sound in faith and love and cost and constancy. Older men should know their faith, they should be sound in their faith. They should be men of dignity and moderate in their dealings with one another. That is what he's talking about. And that they should also be men of love and constancy constancy. So older men in the church should not be holding grudges against one another. They should be people of love. All older men. Please read 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We will see what St. Paul means when he says that older men should be people of love. But however, when it comes to love, each one of us, each category is supposed to be to do our duty with love. He goes on. He says, similarly, the older women should behave as though they were religious. Older women, behave as though you were godly, you were religious, with no scandal mongering, no gossip, and no habitual wine drinking. Take your Bible, your version may make it very clearer for you or to you, and read the first reading from Titus chapter 2, 1 to 8, and 11 to 14. So St. Paul gives the task, the task for the older women and says that they are to behave godly. They have, they have to stop backbiting and they, they shouldn't be wine drinkers, alcohol drinkers, drinkers of alcohol. 
they are to be teachers of right behavior and show the younger women how they should love their husbands and love their children. So if today, for example, younger women are not loving their husbands and they are not loving their children or they don't know how to do it very well, maybe the older women have not taught them. Or maybe they have taught them, but maybe the younger women are being stubborn. So whichever way, we are supposed to do our work. So younger women, your duty is to what? To love your husbands and your children. You are to be sensible and chaste. And you are to work in your homes. You see, young women, stay in your homes and work. Don't be jumping from house to house and causing confusion in other houses. Stay in your home and work. And he says, and you are to be gentle and do as your husbands tell you. You are supposed to obey your husbands so that the message of God is never put to shame. Young woman, have you heard? Your disobedience to your husbands can bring disgrace to the gospel. He goes on to say, in the same way, young men, in the same way, you have, to, you have, you, you, you have got to persuade the younger men. So older men persuade the younger men to be moderate and in everything they do to make themselves an example of good deeds. Young men, we are asked to be people of moderation. We are called to be people who, who live exemplary lives, who do good deeds, we are told. When you are teaching young men, be an example to others in sincerity and in your earnestness and in keeping all that you say so wholesome that nobody can object to your teaching. So young men, we are to teach the gospel. We are to preach the gospel with sincerity and seriousness and with zeal and to keep our whole bodies wholesome so that nobody can accuse us, we are told. So you see, God's grace has been revealed and it has made salvation possible for the whole human race and taught us that what we have to do is to give up everything that does not lead to God and all our worldly ambitions. St. Paul is now cautioning all of us to give up everything that does not lead to God. And what does that mean? Friends, whatever our task is, whatever we have been assigned to do, if we do it effectively, it will lead to God. It will lead us to God. But when we fail to perform our duties, what it means is that that is not leading us to God. And St. Paul is telling us to, to shun those behaviors that do not lead us to God. But remember, all the assignments he has given each one of us, the division of labor, all our tasks, if we will carry them out as defined by St. Paul, all these tasks will lead us to God. And that is very, very clear. Now when we come to the responsorial psalm, that is what it means to do good. When we carry out our duties diligently, as expected, as, as expected of us as servants, we are as servants in the gospel, it means that we are now doing good. But failure to carry out our labor, our task as assigned to us, means that we are not doing good. But when we carry out our task as expected of us, it means we are doing good. 
And that is what the responsible psalm is referring to where it says, If you trust in the Lord, do good. If you trust in the Lord and do good, then you will live in the land and be secure. If you find your delight in the Lord, He will grant your heart's desire. So you realize that it is in our own interest to do or to carry out the assigned task given us. It is in our own interest to carry out the task assigned to us. Why? Because if we do, we will live in the land and we will be secure according to the responsibility of the Psalm, according to David. And that when we delight ourselves in doing that, we are delighting ourselves in the Lord and that God will grant our heart's desires. It goes on to say, the Lord will protect the, the man who lives uprightly. Their heritage will last forever. Who is the man who lives uprightly? The man who's, who lives uprightly is the man who carries out his assigned task diligently. And he says, the Lord will protect such a person. The Lord guides the steps of a man and makes safe the path of the one he loves. Friends, what it means is that if we want protection from the Lord, if we, want, if we want guidance from the Lord, then let us stick to what we have been asked to do. Let us carry out our assignments diligently. And so, friends, let us make time to go back and read carefully the first reading so we we'll know our assigned tasks. It goes on to say, Turn away from evil and do good. You hear again, and do good, and you shall have a home forever. What does it mean to do good? Friends, I've made a point already. Doing good simply means, in this context, doing good simply means carrying out diligently our assigned tasks as good servants, as seen in the gospel. You know, in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, we are told that God created us for good deeds. God created us for good deeds. So when the psalmist is encouraging us and reminding us to do good, all the psalmist is telling us is that do what you have been asked to do. And friends, there is joy in doing what one is supposed to do. There is fulfillment in doing what one is supposed to do. Friends, if you are not a medical doctor, maybe you are a teacher, and you force yourself and say you are a medical doctor, can you imagine what you will do to people's lives? In the same way, if you are not a driver, and maybe you don't know how to, let's say a pilot, you are not a pilot, and you claim to be a pilot, can you imagine what the, the, the damage you will, you, you, you will cause? The point is this, when we fail to function in the place God has given us, we mess up our own lives and that of others. When we fail to be effective, when we fail to carry out the assignments we have been given, we end up frustrating ourselves. It's like a bicycle trying to be a car, or a car trying to be like a bicycle. It will not work. It will not be happy. Friends, it's like putting a square peg in a round hole. That is simply what St. Paul is trying to tell us. But when we obey God and carry out our assigned tasks, what it simply means is that we will function effectively and fulfill the plan of God for our lives. We will be protected. We will be blessed. And we will have peace of mind and fulfillment in life. So, the division of labor in the house of God is meant to be a blessing to every single member in the house of God and to ourselves. And indeed, to promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that is what Jesus is teaching us. To be effective servants. To be effective servants who carry out their assigned duties. 
division of labor in the church. We pray that each one of us will identify with St. Paul and carry out our assigned duties effectively in the house of God. Friends, many of us are floating in the house of God. There are many of us who are floating in the house of God. We don't belong to any society. We don't belong to any group. We don't carry out any activity in the house of God. Friends, each one of us has a role to play. Just as St. Paul tells us, the body has many parts. And each part must function effectively for the smooth running of the whole body of God or the whole body of Christ. So let us all be up and doing. Let us all be humble and be up and doing, playing our individual roles effectively to promote the gospel of Christ. Finally, let us remember that our blessings lie in our doing our duties with diligence. Read Proverbs 22 verse 29. Our blessings lie in our doing our duties, our assigned duties, carrying out our labor assigned to us diligently. Proverbs 22, verse 29. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord let his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, remain blessed. Remain blessed. Remain blessed forever. And remember, let us carry out, let us remember to carry out our assigned duties. For in there lies our blessing, our protection, our guidance, our peace of mind and heart. God bless you.